Hey there, welcome to the Metro Minute, where if you're looking for the best practices in public schools, you're in the right place. Hi everyone, my name is Nancy Campbell. I'm the Associate Executive Director for the Metro Bureau. I'm excited that we have a special educator with us today named Arnella Johnson. She has 17 years teaching experience in the Rochester School District as a special educator. But she's going to speak with us today about information to share with all teachers, with all administrators, because her words of wisdom really do fit to increase instruction and learning for all students. So Carnell has been a resource room teacher, both at the middle and the high school levels. Currently is a secondary math consultant for special ed and a trainer in diversity, equity, and inclusion in her home district. So Carnella, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you for having me and for choosing me to speak with you today. I'm excited to have this discussion. Great. I'm going to get started right off the bat with a question about teachers creating a sense of belonging for their students. How can they do that? So I've had a wide range of experiences um, working with students, whether it's from the resource setting or being a team teacher where I teach alongside with a general education teacher. And I think that sense of belonging is so important, um, not only for students that struggle, but also for students that excel. Um, I think it starts with the relationships you have with students. And I think those relationships are ongoing. So it just doesn't start at the beginning of the year. It really cycles throughout the rest of the year. Um, as you start to learn more about your students, what makes them tick, what makes them motivated, what makes, um, what may increase a struggle for them. Um, whatever is going on in their home life, I think that impacts the classroom as well. So being aware of that. Um, also being aware of students in their, and the things that they bring with them to their classroom. Um, there is the, um, an educator, writer, speaker. His name was Adolf Brown, and he talked about a student's backpack and all the things that they bring with them into the classroom and how everything in that backpack really impacts how they show up in the classroom and also how you show up in the classroom as well. And I think keeping that in the back of your mind as you work with students is so important and it really impacts whether or not they feel like they belong in your classroom. Thanks. How do student perceptions of themselves as learners show up in the classroom and how can teachers facilitate a positive perception if needed? So I really tapped into this being a math teacher this year and really being reflective on how students view themselves as math learners and their perceptions of themselves really impact um how they perform in the classroom. It has to do with their motivation. It has to do with how they um, view themselves and whether or not they'll work hard and whether or not they'll go that extra mile and ask questions. So I think the way to start start with um, students' perceptions is to start off with um, just a quick gauge at the beginning of the year of how they view themselves in whatever class you're teaching. So I like the, um, the thinking routine called CSI, a color symbol image, and it's a quick assessment for students to choose a color, a symbol, an image 
that represents how they feel about themselves as math learners, even in your English class, how they feel about themselves in foreign language classes. And then with the hopes that if it is negative, that at the end of the year or semester, that maybe those perceptions can start to change based off how they feel about themselves in your class. I think a lot of times, especially struggling students, students with IEPs, 504s, um, they've been told that they can't do something. And so if they've been told for so long that they can't do something, then sometimes that shows up as they won't do something and they feel defeated. They feel that they stand out, that other people realize that they struggle. And so I feel like making it a priority as a teacher to not only create that sense of belonging, but to help students change their perceptions of what they can do, that they can do it um, with the appropriate supports and um, the help that they can get from their teacher. Um, I think words of affirmation are always important. Um, Praising not necessarily their work ethic, but also um, their the process that they go through to go to that next level, whether it's asking a question or advocating for themselves. Um, I think also encouraging group work with students helps to change perceptions so that that instruction or that support is not always coming from the teacher. I think that helps as well. Um, I think students need to increase their success and for teachers to not always have one route to getting to a destination. So if you want your student to be able to write a four paragraph essay, well, there's different routes to getting to that essay, um, to that end product. It's not always one way to get that way, to get to that end, end goal. And I think that's really important for students to feel that, you know what, I can get there. It may not be the way that the person sitting next to me gets there, but I can achieve that, achieve that goal. Um, there's also accommodations that we do for students that helps for them to reach that goal. So I think keeping those things at the forefront of, forefront of your mind as a teacher is so, so important. That sounds good. How can students start to take ownership of their own learning and make progress? So I think that's twofold. I really think that teaching students skills is so important. I think sometimes, especially content area teachers, we get so immersed in the content. We need them to learn this, this, and this by this time. But also there's these other skills that if they got these skills and mastered these skills, it would show up in all different classrooms and settings. Um, those executive functioning skills that I think sometimes we take for granted, the ability to turn in assignments, to make um, to make a goal and kind of work back from there to start with the end in mind. All of those skills are things that we can kind of embed in our classroom to help students to achieve their goals, which would in in the end increase their sense of belonging um, and their perception about themselves, Um, helping students to prioritize. Um, If I have, you know, a test 
two weeks ago, two weeks from now. I shouldn't wait till the week of the test to start studying. But how can I break that test up into smaller chunks? And I think the more and more as educators, we embed these skills into our classroom, the better all of our students will be, not just our struggling students. I think also modeling for our students how to get things done, how to advocate for themselves, how to have discussions. I just did a activity in my math class. And at the end of the semester, I asked students, what can Ms. Johnson add to her classroom to make it better? And one of my students responded, group work. So I'm like, okay, I'm going in that next day and I'm going to have my students work in groups. And Nancy, I put them in groups and they didn't know what to say to each other. Like they kind of just sat next to each other. No one, I couldn't hear any voices. No one was talking to each other. They were kind of like just doing their own independent work, but working alongside with someone. And I'm like, this is not group work. So I had to take a step back and say, well, my students are struggling on how to have conversations. How do you talk about math so that you are validating other people's opinions, but you're also working together? And so I had to do math sentence starters so that they had those stems of things to start with to pr- to promote a conversation. Um, I think our students need to be taught those skills. Um, and it's not just the struggling students that need this. It's the students that excel too on how to take feedback from another student who may not learn like you, but may have a good answer as well. I think another thing is working on helping students to overcome obstacles. I think sometimes, um, even in our own personal lives, we come up against a roadblock and we want to just, the easiest thing to do is to give up. But how can we equip our students to keep going and to ask questions and to advocate for yourself? All those things that we can kind of set up for our students that really makes them life ready, that makes them ready to leave high school, leave middle school or whatever level they're at in order to be successful. Um those are the kind of things that come to mind for that question. Mm. It's very interesting. Um, my last question is, how can teachers make learning more accessible for all students? So I think that's, you know, something that I think sometimes as teachers, as educators, we want all of our students. Not sometimes. I know we want our stu- all of our students to be successful, but it's how to do it. How do I get all of my students to get to that end goal? And I think sometimes we, we have all those hurdles, the time restraints. We have testing. We have absences. We have snow days. We have all these things that come into come into, come to, into play that can impact whether or not we get to what we need to in our curriculum. But I wanna say that learning can be accessible for all students, whether or not they struggle officially with an IEP or 504, or whether or not they just, you know, have some things coming up in their own personal lives. All those things um, can be overcome. And I think assistive technology is huge. Making use of, um, if you have an assistive technology coach in your district, um, or the learning consultant, or the media, um, the media specialist to help you with, you know, any kind of kind of assistive technology in your classroom. 
I'm thinking about universal accommodations, things that you can do for all students so that learning becomes accessible for for everyone, whether it's notes, whether it's um, guided notes, fill in the blank notes, whether it's having everyone use a calculator, um, graphic organizers, all those things that is good teaching. Um, I think also keeping in mind switching it up sometimes. I think sometimes as educators, we have our lesson plans and what we want to do and how we want to do it. But sometimes the students that show up in our classroom are so different and have um, such a variety of needs, which makes for a fabulous classroom if you actually um, take those things that they bring with them in their in those backpacks that I was talking about at the beginning of our session together, um, that it's okay to switch it up, that sometimes sometimes taking a verbal response from a student as opposed to a written response is something that's good. Taking into account all the ways that students learn. Um, some students need breaks. Some students need, you know, to get up and have that brain break, um, to go gr- grab some water. Um, also listening to student feedback. I think that's so important um, because students will tell you what helps them to learn. If you listen, they'll tell you. And you can do that as a small little mini assessment at the end of the semester or end of the quarter to find out what else can I be doing to help you. And students are will be honest with you if you give them that opportunity. And I think all of these things together really helps learning to be accessible um, to all students. One thing I just want to close with is just learning and accepting that there's so many people there to help you as an educator, that you're not an island, that you have support staff, whether it's counselors, whether it's administration, whether it's the learning consultant, the special education team, you have people there to help you to make learning accessible for all your students. And not to forget that, um, because we're all in this together to help all students. I think that's a great ending for our podcast, Carnella, because when you were talking, I was thinking about what a problem solver you are. And now it was great to hear you give some of that credit to all the people that you have surrounding you who who are part of that village that it takes to get all of our students you know, learning and growing every single day. So thank you so much for your advice. I think a lot of us will take it to heart and we'll be better in the classrooms tomorrow. So thanks a million, Carnella. Thank you. Thanks so much for learning with us on the Metro Minute. This cast is powered by K-12 Media, always keeping schools communicating with their communities. By the way, we'd love to see your comments or questions on this cast. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button so you're always notified of our up-and-coming episodes. Don't forget to visit our website at metrobureau.org if you're looking for anything in public education in southeastern Michigan. We're so excited to see you next time for the Metro Minute.